This week's episode of the Sports Large is brought to you by Remy Lindholm's Penis Sweaters. The Finnish skier had his penis frozen at the recent Winter Olympics, but you shouldn't have to have your penis freeze. So pick up Remy Lindholm's Penis Sweaters just in time for the end of winter. And now it's time for the Sports Lords. <laughs> That's right, folks. It may be just in time for the end of winter, but, you know, it's still going to be cold out there and you still don't want your dong to freeze. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, you get it now. You'll be ready for next year. And I know when we told uh, Herb that this was the sponsor this week, he insisted on testing the product mm-hmm. himself. So he let his dong get frozen. Yeah, he went out these sweaters. He went to a a pond that was like frozen over and he dug a a hole, (laughs) a big hole, he said, and he inserted his dong to see how it went. And then he tried it again, but he had a sweater on this time. And unfortunately, sweaters soak water up, so it didn't really do in that regard. But the experiment was just flawed, I think. Yeah, he didn't really think it through, but he was still very enthusiastic about the product. So that's mm-hmm. what's important. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he just he didn't lose his penis, you know? Yeah, he said pleasure. He said pain is pleasure and pleasure is pain. So that's what he told me. And and like, look, if you're looking to buy one of these penis sweaters to keep yourself warm in the winter, just we talked a little bit about it, you know, because it was starting to come out. At last episode but like they're not just functional they're fashionable too they come in all designs you if you buy them yeah. now you can get like half off a second why not get an ugly christmas penis sweater and be ready for next season right and these are hand knit in finland uh-huh they're not it's not like a chinese you know i'm sure there's already a big factory in china that's cranking out penis sweaters you know mm-hmm. but you want the authentic Finnish made real deal penis sweater, you know, some are make with elk, some are made with elk wool, some are made with like sheep's wool. Yeah, so, you right. know, there's all size. They come in all sizes, all colors. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not made by children against their will. These children want right. to be making them is what we've been told. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, you're getting a good product. Speaking yeah. of um, Chinese factories, did you guys see that documentary Ascension. Anyone see that? No, no. I recommend it's it's pretty weird, um, but it's just this documentarian got access to all these different, you know, gigantic Chinese factories, basically. Ooh, it's mm. a little more complex than that, but it's yeah, you know, kind of mm-hmm. plays, you know, um, it wouldn't be out of place in that documentary to see a bunch of factory workers who all work assembly lines to produce thousands of penis sweaters a day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it's kind of wild anyway check that documentary out if you want to see mass production and see what remy lindholm's penis sweaters are not about no right that's quality handcrafted Mm -hmm. in finland yeah 
Yeah, um, and who better to know about cold? Um, but while we're speaking of media, I guess, and consumption of media here, given our, our little recos, um, have you guys been watching Righteous Gemstones at all? I oh, yeah. have, yes. I still yeah. I have not seen the I haven't watched the season finale yet, but I'll be doing that this evening. Man, highly recommend to any listener who hasn't been checking that show out. I uh I don't talk about a lot like I don't watch a lot of TV, so I don't talk a lot about the things I watch, but I've genuinely loved this show. This second season I think has been great because they've let the rest of the cast kind of mm-hmm. shine. And I think it's been really good. <clears throat> it's I am um, very fun. Yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed it. I will say, I feel like that show, this is just my take. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it, it is overall, I'd really like it. I feel like the episodes are a little hit or miss. Mm. I think they always look cool and mm-hmm. like they're well directed, but sometimes I'm like, sometimes I wish they pull back on the exposition and the plottiness and write more jokes. But that's me being nitty. I still watch every episode and I really enjoyed it. So the penis time, the penis talk has made me think about it. Cause uh, uh, if you're, if you like, if you like seeing male penis, you'll see some of it in the show. Whose did we see? I don't even remember anymore. Well, the first season yeah. we saw a lot of, like a lot of uh, Jesse's friends. Cause he has that video, the opening video oh, of the yeah. pilot. Oh yeah. You see a lot that's there. Right. And then, I think Keith's we see it a few times. It's yeah. <laughs> well, throughout I know, the seasons. <laughs> I know Adam Devine in other shows has not shied away from mm-hmm. going full peen, but uh but shout out show. to Tim Baltz, man. Tim Baltz and Edie Patterson this season are both super funny, I think. Yeah, I Tim Baltz is is really funny as and Baby Billy. And yeah, I was gonna say Baby <laughs> Billy is like the best character on the show, even though yeah. some of his some of his storyline also doesn't really make sense. Like how he, he ran away and then he immediately had his elixir yeah. business that just like, but, and I don't mean to spoil if you haven't watched it. That doesn't hilarious. spoil anything. You're fine. Yeah, it's not much of You're a spoiler, fine. but check it out. It's fun. That is my main criticism of the season. Like not enough baby Billy. Um, yeah. Arguably the worst character on television when he is around. <laughs> Um, another good one. I haven't watched the whole season, but I did watch. <laughs> we're just talking about TV. Yeah, I mean, why not? The new "It's Always Sunny" because they shot it in Ireland for some mm-hmm. reason, and um, it's pretty good. Nice, pretty good. Yeah, show. I've heard. I've heard that's good. I, I, because I still I watched like the first five or six seasons of "It's Always Sunny," and I haven't kept up with it since. But a some of the dudes I work with are like, oh, it's still great, man. You should watch it. So Jimmy, that is the that is the exact same story for me. Like I saw the yeah. first bunch of seasons, liked it. It wasn't anything yeah. that I had against the show. I just like fell out of it or like it felt like a little repetitive to me, but I still enjoyed it. And then I've caught episodes here and there, but everyone at work continuously <laughs> talks about it and they listen to the podcast that they're doing or they like all yeah. talk about that stuff and like. That's all anyone wants to talk about at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is great. I'd rather talk about that than uh, most things people want to talk about. So. I know. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's, so I don't it's care. Clear that you guys have, it. It's clear that you guys have both entered into more blue-collar world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
Absolutely. I don't think you're going to be talking about the Amber Ruffin show with any of those those <laughs> guys and gals. Um, yeah. Well, that's the um, second most discussed topic. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Redoma, it's always sunny. Did anyone watch this week's Amber Ruffin show and the takedown no? of white privilege? Did no? we watch that? No one did? All right, fine. Full frontal with Sam B. I know you watch that. <laughs> Tip the taint. Uh, you watch every episode. I know it. <laughs> um, I actually, I have started watching one other show just because it's free with Prime. Uh, Billions. Have you guys ever watched mm. that? Mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about it, but I've never actually watched. I know people in it, um, but I haven't seen episodes. Yeah. Um, who do you know that's in it? Oh, oh, uh, you mean just like you know who the actors are? Yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, I, I know people who did like did comedy in New York who are. On oh, the show. okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well, it's okay. It's it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't for a drama. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which I appreciate. But I got a major quip with. They hired the main character is played by this British actor, Damien Lewis, mm-hmm. but he's the supposed red, to be the like redhead guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the redhead and yeah. And band of brothers. And mm-hmm. which like, I remember I, I watched band of brothers. I really liked that. Yeah. But there's something about this guy's accent or cause he's supposed to be like a born and raised New Yorker, like grown up in Manhattan, like somewhere in Manhattan. And I'm like, I don't fucking buy this. And then his wife, is played by that Swedish actress Malin Ackerman. Mm-hmm. You guys know, yeah. yeah. And she's supposed to be from a big Irish family in Inwood. And I'm like, I don't. When you hear her, she's talk, like the most Swedish like, looking woman. What are you? Yes, she looks Swedish <laughs> as fuck. But then her American accent is like a California. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. It doesn't sound like anybody who grew up in a big Irish family in New York City would yeah. ever sound. Yeah. So I'm just like, this is horrible casting. But anyway, it's yeah, not bad. I feel like Damian Lewis, when he plays with an American accent, he kind of has butthole mouth. Yes. His he mouth does. is very constricted because he's and trying it, not to do. And he just kind of goes gravelly a lot. It's a lot of just like, I've got butthole mouth and I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> I've never understood why you can't cast American actors to play Americans, British actors to play British people. Like there's enough, yeah. of, enough of them to be able to do that. You know, like yeah. you can find, you want like a pale skinned blonde lady to be this Irish girl. Like you can find an Irish, yeah. girl, like or someone of right. Irish descent to do that. Like you or don't need to get a least, Swedish lady. Yeah. At least someone who like has an, an American <laughs> And that, that, you know, like, or a room full of people can watch them do it and say and and buy it, you know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like a room full of Americans, but yeah, it's well, it's like that movie Cold Mountain I remember seeing that's like about the Civil War, and the yeah. actors in it are like Jude Law, Nicole Kidman, <laughs> some other Australian, and like, it's, yeah, it's insane. Like, it's like, are you serious? <laughs> why, why, yeah, um, yeah, it's bonkers. I will say too, yeah. and if we're talking about things we're watching, uh, if you guys, uh, if anyone out there listening to this likes to consume uh, drugs, um, highly recommend uh, checking out. Uh, for some reason, my wife and I got into it. We were watching Police Story, uh, the old Jackie Chan movie. Ooh, and, that's uh, like one of the original Jackie 1985, Chan movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's bonkers in the best way. It's a completely <laughs> insane. The movie just starts. It's like a, co- a police chief giving plot. And then they get into 30 minutes of destroying a whole village <laughs> with fighting and cars. It's insane. Uh, and it's That's... fucking awesome. And I highly recommend it. And it made me think of it because like Rumble in the Bronx is very similar to that, where it's like shot in Vancouver and not what the Bronx looks like at all. Like there's no black people. Uh, it's like very bizarre, but still amazing stunts. Um, yeah. But I highly recommend Police Story. Check it out. It's a fun, it just you don't have to think about anything. Just watch it. Yeah. Jackie Chan's a legend. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know? I will definitely be watching that. And I don't think I've ever seen Rumble in the Bronx. So. It's not his best, yeah. but the, again, you're 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 not there for the story necessarily. You're there for Jackie, yeah. and Jackie's still charming and does his slapstick humor, and yeah, uh, breaks. That's his, what's great about it. Yeah, yeah. He it's breaks like, his foot on a hovercraft, basically in Brooklyn yeah. Bronx. Yeah, and it's that's what's great about Jackie Chan movies in general. Is like it's like slapstick humor and then like insane like fight choreography. And then also insane stunts where you're mm-hmm. just like, I can't believe Jackie just jumped off that building. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I w- awesome. recently, recently rewatched Rush Hours 1 and 2. Yeah. Nice. Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan are an all-time duo. Oh, yeah. Love those. They movies. really are. And yeah. those are a little different because the stunt work isn't exactly what it is when they make them in Hong Kong or China. Uh, yeah. But they're still... Yeah fantastic movies i love i love all i love all the rush hours hell yeah agreed 100 percent. and well we need movie and show rex because uh you know usually right about now i think we'd we'd be having some spring training baseball right but yeah there'd be uh hot stove talk there'd be spring training talk cuts Mm -hmm. injuries rumors all kinds of stuff yeah uh they can't even meet it seems like so yeah yeah um i was listening to another podcast where uh they one of the hosts summed it up that mlb's um negotiating strategy is basically not to negotiate Mm -hmm. that's what they've been their strategy up until the last week so that's already just very frustrating. It's like, you guys, the lockout started on December 1st. Well, what are we doing? It's been three months, and you're just now like, oh, maybe. I don't know. No, no deal. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's. I think I heard the same analysis. But, yeah, it seems like they they just have no interest in, yeah. in meeting any of the – or any kind of compromisers, like we have our line in the sand and we're comfortable missing games. We even prefer to miss games up to this point. And it's frustrating yeah. as a fan. Yes. Uh, I know that the commissioner, the MLB Players Association, several baseball players are listening to our show right now. So, I'm going to give you guys advice. I know you don't need it and it's unsolicited, but like I would, I would highly suggest you go to your library or borders bookstore and you purchase mm. a little book called the art of the deal by Donald mm. Jefferson Trump. Yes. <laughs> you read through that cover to cover. 
We'll be playing baseball in no time. And all of you yeah. will be richer. All of you will be better for it. Just saying. He's a... Uh... That, that would be amazing if, like, <laughs> if Trump, like... <laughs> found a way to like rehabilitate his image by by coming in and, and mm. yeah because ending the baseball lockout because <laughs> you know it, i agree he comes in everyone forgets about everything that he's done and said in the last year he just comes in and says i know i understand what, what both of these sides want rob mm-hmm he just gives Rob Manfred a, a swirly. I'd be back on his side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back. Yeah. And I'd say back because I voted for him twice. Um, right. We know. In the same um, election. Yeah. Four times yeah. total. Well, and I feel like he'd have a lot of credibility with the players, too, because mm-hmm. he'll be the first to tell you when he was in high school, he was the best baseball player in New York City. <laughs> He could have gone to the majors, but he chose to go to yeah. baseball school instead. Well, he he's right. He'd strike the deal and then they'd be celebrating and they'd go out and he'd like to celebrate. I'm going to throw a couple of fastballs. And he goes out to the mound and he throws and it's like, and their scouts like, whoa. And they, they're like, Hey, uh, what was the readout on that radar gun? And the scouts like, it's broken. He (laughs) (laughs) just smoke coming out of the radar gun. Thank you. I've got to go back to Mar-a-Lago. I've got many more deals to I see through. A, I bought a bunch of McDonald's for everyone here. I can eat delicious food. It's, it's and all getting players cold. are like, yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and he saves America's pastime and he yeah. becomes king of America. Yeah. No, but that unfortunately that won't happen. And I don't I don't know when this deal is gonna get done, but yeah, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. Mm-hmm. Um, people are starting. I, I guess today the owners said that they're willing to cancel the first month of the season. So that's a real. That's that's a tough pill to swallow as a fan. I, mean, I know really we, don't want to hear that. We mostly breeze by it by saying, "Hey, that the Braves won like the last normal season uh, for the foreseeable future." But that said, I mean. Winter, winter's tough. Winter's not fun. And winter's tough. And yeah, my life is more boring than it ever has been <laughs> of the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need every little thing to look forward to. And baseball is going to be a big part of my spring. Fun. Yeah. I mean, last year it was when we were just starting to, you know, as we got the got the jab, went out to the games, went to Yankee yeah. Stadium, Fenway Park, and um really want to do that again in the spring. Um, and these owners are dragging their dicks and they're basically keeping me from doing that. And it seems like it's hundred percent on them. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, so it yeah, the, seems for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the more I've read about what's going on in the negotiation, yeah, it seems like it's the the owners refuse to budge. Um, and it's even worse because the Braves, as a publicly traded team, their numbers came out, or somebody found, dug up their numbers last week, 
and they made the Braves made six million dollars per home game last year. Wow! And like an absurd, you know, like a hundred and forty million in the in the fourth quarter of twenty twenty one or something outrageous like that. So like the teams are doing just fine, mm-hmm. and the Braves have plenty of money to resign Freddie Freeman. They have no excuse not to, but. That's a whole other thing. That is a whole other thing. Uh, but it's ideally what would happen is they get a deal done and within like 24 hours, they announce they're re-signing Freddie Freeman. Um, yeah. I mean, a deal between the Players Association and the MLB, but... Right. Um, yeah, it's it's annoying. And I know a lot of people... I think we've probably been over this, but like people say millionaires versus billionaires, but it's uh, the main things they're fighting for are for guys who, because most players window, I think it averages like three years is Mm -hmm. their window to Mm -hmm. play. So they're trying to like bring up the minimum salary for those guys. Cause if you play three years at the league minimum, what's that like a million and a half dollars yeah well then if you take out taxes for that for that earned income for those three years there's a huge chunk on and you pay your agent there's a huge chunk on it's like yeah those guys do have to go out and find it a job and start a new career after their three-year career it's not like so just sit on that money for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So according to the athletic, uh, the MLB offered to increase starting minimum salary for first year players in its initial proposal from $600,000 to $615,000. The players are looking for a minimum of $715,000, which to us doesn't sound like a lot to regular people. That does sound like a lot of money, right? To, to us, me, that's, that's to us, the sports call, lords. That's chump change. We call yeah. that funny money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then to billionaires, that's literally nothing. That's just a couple days' yeah. work. Right. Um. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad, but hopefully they figure it out. I don't know. It's just it's you'd think they would learn because they kind of got away with how poorly the negotiations went in 2020 because it was a an unprecedented <laughs> crisis yeah, yeah. It still yeah. wasn't great pr for them because it was it wasn't pretty for like a month or two but yeah like but they 19, avoided a lot of it you're right yeah but you'd think they'd remember or at least like <clears throat> could look back on 1994 mm-hmm. which was a really ugly prolonged labor negotiation we lost half the season and it took years to get fans back. Like lots of fans just checked out mm-hmm. uh, when that happened until the steroid steroids. Era. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, like lost in the shuffle from last year is how they completely fucked over all minor league players and coaches. Um, Cause mm-hmm. they did away with all that. No salaries were paid out to them. I don't think it was like really fucked up. Cause like they were also in charge of that stuff too, that we don't think about. Um, so it's just yeah. like a, a it's a snowball effect that's fucks over a lot of people. Yeah, and um, fucks over and stadium it, workers. It fucks over like yeah. all the camera people, all the you know industry people that help do that stuff. Yeah, cities. Like, 
the spring training towns, mm-hmm. like, yeah. uh, you know, the people who work at the restaurants near the spring training stadiums, like they're not going to, they're not getting the, the business that they usually get at this time of year. There are lots, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear constantly about how baseball is like, they're worried about how they're waning in popularity and they got to do all these things to try to figure out how to attract younger fans. Cause the median age of the baseball fans is like 54 years old or something. And, but then they just shoot themselves in the foot by doing shit like this. Or it's like, you guys, you know, if you want to be, try to find a way to become more popular again, bare minimum, you got to like play your schedule that you have, you know, yeah. like start there mm-hmm. and actually have a full season. And then, you know, you can work on, on trying to attract more people to the game, but this is not going to help that at all. No. So, so it's, it's, it's annoying. No, and I, I also think I did hear someone suggest, um, cause I think that part of the reason that owners are like, well, we're willing to give up the first month of the season is because for most teams, the beginning of the season is the, the uh, lowest attendance, mm-hmm. essentially, because mm-hmm. it's in a lot of cities, it's still kind of cold. So it's, you know, like up here in New York, April at a baseball stadium, about half the time is not a very pleasant experience because it's just windy and cold. And I heard a good suggestion, just like, well, why not instead of, um, you know, have these prohibitively expensive tickets, just give out like, hey, in April, we're going to do fucking $5 ticket night or dollar ticket night. And then you come in and you yeah. make money on beer. And I don't know. I'm no right. business man, but uh, there are, to Jimmy's point, that would be another way to like grow popularity, like make it more accessible because mm. it's currently, you know, not the most accessible. No. And then, and then listen to your fans and players, like let the celebrations happen. Like the DH, Mm -hmm. you finally kind of have caved in. That's a thing people want, you know, like do those types of things that like the fans you already have are telling you this is good and it will work. Right. Um, And the players are telling you like, we're fine with it. We don't give a fuck about these old timey rules. Yeah. Listen, listen to your the people that are giving you money. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Like baseball is just constantly gets in its own way in the way that the other professional leagues are like, don't they're just better mm-hmm. at, at running their sport. So yeah, it seems you, to be the only sport it. where the owners seem like it seems so adversarial where they, yeah, they really like, it's almost like they'd be happy if, there were no games and they could just sell merch. Right. <laughs> like season's canceled, but the clubhouse team clubhouse <laughs> is open. Yeah. Come buy stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Do we know, like I keep hearing, cause I know they're meeting, but it seems like every time they meet, it's for like 45 minutes max at a time. Yeah. Is there any, uh, indication of how when the soonest is this might get wrapped up or not i've just heard that i've heard people suggest that this whole deadline of february 28th that the league set is like a fake deadline and that there's just a way to put more pressure on the players 
and that like later tonight they'll be like we've extended the deadline 48 hours or we're gonna keep negotiating you know like so i don't know what the fuck's going on uh but it's i mean I will say, I guess, since they put this fake deadline in, like, at least it seems like there's been more communication between the two sides over the last week. But I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. You and me both, pal. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's it's, every time I, I try to tune in, it's like, all right, here's the players' demands, and then the counter offer is just uh, insulting to the players from the MLB. And then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only kind of baseball news I've seen is that uh, Anthony Rizzo's off season. uh, He's his training. He's a part of it is getting hit by pitches (laughs) to learn how to withstand that. And he's apparently been doing this for a while and uh, he's up there on the list of, uh getting hit by a pitch 13th all time wow uh he's been hit by a pitch 178 times tied with andres galarraga and two ahead of a rod dang well that's a very admirable goal to chase down anthony rizzo i wish you the best of luck (laughs) it's like if you want to if again not a businessman here just a brilliant podcaster but like if you're gonna do that Give old Johnny Knoxville a call, make it funny, and then boot a bing, bada boom. You're on the big screen. You're practicing getting hit. We're all laughing. Yep. That is, that's a good business idea. That's smart. He missed opportunity for, for Tony Riz. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that Steve O guy, though. You know, that's my, that's my problem. That's why I go to Jackass. He creeps me out. There's something about him. Yeah. I imagine that's what Anthony Rizzo sounds like. I don't know. Yeah, he's got his head grease back and he's he's whooping and bopping all over the place. (laughs) Speaking of Italian accents, I do have one little bit of audio here. This is like completely where no transition whatsoever out of baseball, just moving hard out here. But uh it just made me think of it. So I do have this audio. It's of uh, our dear friend and show favorite, Mike Mad Dog Russo. Um, this is from uh, right after the Super Bowl. And I missed this, but he said this. And it's a phrase I've never heard. And maybe it's because I'm not from this country. And like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know a lot of phrases. Maybe you guys can correct me. And this is not funny audio and I'll edit it out. But I've never heard this phrase. So just let me know. Just listen to it and see if there's anything that sticks out. Sometimes your career is, you know, basically symbolized or characterized by three or four games. And and to a certain degree, Stafford put the, you know, he, he put the, uh, the piano, got the piano off his back, and he played four excellent games here. So as a result, that's probably going to be the tipping point of putting him in the Hall of Fame. Piano off his back, huh? Yeah, I've never heard that. I could be, it could be because I'm from El Salvador and I don't know, but like I've never heard anyone say they got the piano off their back. I've never yeah. heard that. I think he might be thinking of monkey off his back. I've heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it could be an old timey like Bronx mm, okay. thing where it's like, I'm always getting paid to move pianos for my. <laughs> 
vote for my neighbors and I carry it on my back. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that one before, but, um, you know, that's, that's what makes him a legend. Mad dog is, you know, he can just make up a new idiom on the fly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's an idiom, but in Googling it, urban dictionary has a thing to get the piano off your back, but you know, that's about it. Well, that's kind of where Mad Dog lives is on the Urban Dictionary, you know? For sure. He's yeah. kind of in the that's, streets. He's a streets kind so, of guy. Stays, stays so relevant, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's bebopping and scatting all over town. <laughs> in my zoot suit. How you doing, daddy-o? <laughs> <laughs> my God almighty! <laughs> oh. Uh, gonna be like, uh, inside his head. It's I, I imagine inside his head is just like cartoon birds flying around. <laughs> Something like that. Seems very it wasn't a That's all that's going on in his head. Uh, it wasn't a fart. <laughs> Never forget. No. No. He did not fart. No, he didn't. Was not a fart. But yeah, get the piano off your back. Uh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Probably old timey thing that I'm just an ignoramus for not knowing and he'd yell at me, but never mm-hmm. heard that. But I'm glad Stafford got the piano off his back and won the Super Bowl. I will say that. Yeah, he's got to feel much better getting that piano off his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I just. Hey, I want to get this piano off my back. All those years in Detroit, it was real hard to play, and now it's off me. I, I can stand up straight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, oh, yeah, and the other baseball thing, uh, Jeter, no longer – uh, Marlin front office executive. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, I didn't really think much about the story. I mean, I guess it's a surprise when I first saw it, but friend of the pod, Luke Mayu um, pointed out some, some interesting takes because a lot of people have been defending Jeter online saying that he realized this new Marlins ownership group actually isn't serious about winning and that's why he he left um but you know luke pointed out that when jeter came in the marlin starting outfield was john stanton christian yelich and marcelo zuna mm-hmm. and none of those guys are currently on the team anymore so you know i think there actually is a compelling argument for maybe jeter just wasn't that good at his job. If you listen to David Sampson, former president of the Marlins, he uh, whether he appears on the Dan Lebetard show or on his own podcast, he continuously talks about how much of an idiot Derek Jeter is in terms of this. But he's his ego is so big, he thinks he knows what he's doing. Um, he talks about how he basically got one over on him when they sold the team. Um and did a pretty easy job, you know, to rip him off kind of. So Samson's a worm, but he's an interesting listen. If you are interested in hearing how wormy he is and how 
awful all of the dealings are that happen in MLB front offices and around sports. But uh, yeah, he's he's been adamant that Jeter doesn't know what he's doing for for years now. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder if if Jeter is kind of like a Rod, and he's like a super rich guy who lived in Manhattan. A Jeter lived in Manhattan for two decades. Yeah, and so he just like automatically was like, "Well, I'm super rich, and I live in Manhattan, so I'm basically a Wall Street business genius." So I kind of know what I need. I think I can do this, you guys, you know? (laughs) I know how to wear a suit, and I know how to walk around fast and talk on my cell phone. Yeah, exactly. I go to all the nice restaurants where all the other guys in nice suits, that's where they go. So I think I'm pretty much there. And they buy me drinks. So, yeah, I think I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I didn't really think about because it seemed like the Marlins were building to something like they, you know, they're I mean, their team's not bad. Yeah, like they're but yeah, it is a stark. It is crazy to remember the talent he let walk, like some of the best players in baseball. Um, Yeah, he traded away, I should say. And that's also what's kind of confusing about people. People are saying like, well, he's just leaving because he can tell they're not serious about winning. And it's like, well, the team seems like it's actually like they do have some young talent on their team. So I don't know. I I, I have a feeling there's like a deeper story here that might come out later, like some inner conflict within the organization or something, because it doesn't really wash. I agree with that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Good luck to Jeter. Hopefully he lands on his feet. Um, Derek, I know you're listening. If you know, if you're looking for work, like Herb said, he needs someone to help him clean his booth. Um, it's pretty messy in there. He he works hard in there. Uh, Let's just say he works hard. He eats a lot of Cheetos. He tries all the products, as you guys have heard. Yeah. Um, So, you know, Derek, Derek, you're listening. Just give us a call um we'll, we'll we'll hook you up you know a lot of fluids flying around in there a lot of fluids a lot of dna just like in a dugout in just like in a dugout in a locker room yeah, yeah, if anyone's yeah, used exactly. to it it's 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 the captain yeah it's actually a perfect job for him and like derek gave stds to jessica alba apparently so like you've gotten them you're like immune to them now sure. you're, you're inoculated right you're an aaron Rodgers in that regard when it comes to stds Herb's got them yeah. all too, bro. So yeah, exactly. I mean, you you'll know, be in good company as far be, as that's concerned. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Although Jessica Alba got a very nice gift basket, I bet because he I'm used sure. to give out those yeah. gift baskets to his yep. to his lovers. Yeah, because yeah. again, he lived in Manhattan. He knew the gift basket workers of Soho, and mm-hmm. he would like walk down the street. Oh, Mister Gita. Would you like to give her the basket? You know, like, and then he would take care of him. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Jeter, what do you do for work? You a fancy a businessman? A Don Jeter. <laughs> yeah. Well, at first he was like, I don't know about this gift basket thing. Right. But then the guy was like, but listen, listen, Mr. Jeter. I Mr. Trump always give a gift <laughs> basket and the ladies love it. And really? That was 
<laughs> yeah, because he lived in Trump Tower, so he's probably buddies with Trump. Didn't well, he? I didn't I have a story yes. here. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, I have a story here that uh, from 2016 after the election, where they ask him about that. And Derek Jeter's response, there's been so much talk about the election. I think people are tired of hearing about the election. You move on. You hope everyone can unite. Do I know Trump? Yeah, I've known him. He's always treated me good. Best way to put it. All right. Yeah, you, you know Trump just kissed Jeter's ass every yeah. time he saw him. Derek, <laughs> let me get a picture of Derek. You know, like, wow, look at this big, strong Yankee legend living <laughs> in my building. Wow. Amazing <laughs> winner organization. You're a winner. You're a winner, and I love that about you. Beautiful women. Have you seen the beautiful women leaving his place with gift baskets? So very cool. Derek, have you met my friend Jeffrey? You'd love him. You'd love him. Yeah. You'd love Jeffrey. Jeffrey's got a great jet and a great island, and you can go. Joe Tory didn't wasn't a huge fan of Trump, I guess, apparently, in the same article. They asked really? him, he said, I know Trump. I, pl- I played golf with him. I'm not a fan of the process. I don't mind saying that. I thought there were a lot. I thought there was a lot of disrespect. I wasn't a fan of it. Hey, good for Joe. Does that mean Trump cheated the whole time or something? Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've heard that before. That's, yeah, because I've heard that, too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah, but old Joe. Like I said, old Joe. Trump, you can totally redeem yourself in our eyes if you come to the rescue mm-hmm. on this labor negotiation. Oh, yeah. that's right. I'm pulling up here. There were rumors that they wanted Derek Jeter to be the VP for Trump. I remember what? 2016. I never heard that. Yeah, and they asked him, and he was like, no, not at all. It'd be way too much work. <laughs> also, like that, that would only move the dial in like the tri-state area. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not like people are clamoring for Jeter to be politician. I don't know. No, most of most baseball fans don't love Jeter outside of Yankee fandom, right? But again, good luck to you, Derek. Give us a call if you uh, if you need a hand. We'll mm-hmm. we'll we'll help you out. You know, it's no Trump Tower, but the Sportatorium is still a landmark in New York City. <laughs> it's still there in Midtown. It's luckily the landlord died of COVID, so uh-huh. we're just yeah. we're still there. Still got the space. I I go and clean it and check on it once a week. Herb occupies it a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Herb's kind of just moved in, um, <laughs> but that's fine. I, I don't blame him. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, no. But yeah, it's that slow time of the sports year. So, yeah, yeah. not not much going on. Um, there was a contest we missed that I wanted to bring up. It's too bad mm-hmm. we missed it. Maybe, you know, it can be Derek's first thing he does for us if he comes to work for us. But Tushy, the bidet company, was uh, this was right after the Super Bowl. They were off or the big game. Excuse me. Uh, they were offering ten thousand dollars to the best post Super Bowl poop photos that they sent into them uh, mm. on Twitter, called the Super Bowel Monday. Um, mm. So we missed it, unfortunately. But you know, I think I think it could have it could have gone 
come pretty good, I think. Could have gone well in that contest. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the post-Super Bowl turd is probably the worst turd of the year, which is <laughs> <laughs> which says a lot about this company that's like, yeah, let's see how disgusting you are. Give us that. We want it. And for those of you listening that are like, what do you mean turd singular? It's like, that's how you you shit. You just you let one giant log come out and that's it. Like you don't Single. break it. Yeah. It's just one. If you <laughs> break it, you got to start over. Exactly. In fact, you should talk to a doctor if you're not yeah. taking one single log one. style turd. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm their Twitter is pretty unhinged. I don't know who's running it. Tushy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> It's, it's getting they're very defensive about their contest and um yeah i i don't know i did see I one of the responses cool but i did see one of the responses the guy a guy was like i can't believe i have brought a child into a world that would allow this to happen yeah that's <laughs> that's true and then i see that one of their tweets from a few days a couple weeks ago is uh diarrhea is such a beautiful name for a girl <laughs> holy <laughs> shit a brown heart emoji um wow yeah I, I think there's some pr person who's uh who's well connected but mentally unhinged who runs their uh social media account yeah sounds like some kind of poo poo fetish or something um, but I can only imagine the horrific submissions they received for that request. Some truly scarring images, I would have to guess. Yeah, I think that's that's a safe assumption. I guess they are not legally allowed to post the winning poop uh, on Twitter here, but there is a link and it says, look at your own discretion. Ooh. I'm going to take a pass on that. Yeah, I'll sit that one out. That's a no for me, dog. As Randy Jackson said, I think, right? Yeah, yep, that was his line. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching it now. Uh-oh. A guy did a whole minute 28 video. And basically, he set up like a, a table with a bunch of snacks and Super Bowl stuff. And then there's like a pile of shit on a plate, like in the middle. Oh, like act like human shit. Yeah, like his poop. Oh, that's oh, my oh. God. It is. Oh. Don't I that's, don't recommend. No, 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 no. It's not classy. It's not good. Oh. It's not oh. like. It's like my favorite movie, Two Girls, One Cup, is like well shot. It's classy. Mm. It's well, done that's right. Art. And it's that's art. art. Yeah. This is a yeah. mockery. This is a mockery of that. Yeah. That's I don't approve. Yeah. But yeah, Tushy is very defensive on Twitter. <laughs> they have a photo POV, your Tushy's social media manager after the poop contest. And it, it's like a screenshot of a movie of a guy punching someone else <laughs> yeah Ugh. yeah so sorry sorry to the um marketing uh person who 
just got out of college a couple years ago who thought this was a good idea. Uh, yeah. RIP, I guess. I think the Tushy CEO might murder you. Yeah, yeah. it's it's no good. And look, looking at their banner on Twitter, it's a toilet and the bidet is squirting water out. But on that water are people like riding it, like a, riding the wave, like having fun. Um, which look, I love a tushy bidet. I have used them, used to have one, and it was great. But uh, I might have to rethink that after looking at all this shit, all this stuff. I've never, I don't think I've ever used a bidet, but I've heard only good things. They're good. Yeah, we uh, we had one for a bit. Um, it was fine. Yeah, you know. Does it just attach onto your your toilet there? Some yeah, do. You can just yeah, yeah. That's the one we had. Um, Kelly got it for free from from work. Um, so we had a tushy for maybe a year or so. Didn't use it as much as I could have. Uh, I used it a good amount when we had it in Brooklyn, and it was. Uh... It, yours i mean jimmy i would sneak in <laughs> yeah. and, and you, i would i would come in and use your uh bidet all the time um That's and it was great was using the bidet yeah, yeah, yeah oh, it was really okay. good it was really good um but yeah no it was nice to walk around with a clean asshole for once um so sure i don't know i don't know <laughs> skeptical about this whole clean asshole thing yeah I'm not sure about that it's also like tushy if you want to do a contest you don't show the poop because that's not what your company does get people to send photos of the cleanest asshole in the country yeah uh, that's that's, that's right the there. contest again yeah, i'm not I in business know. i don't know i haven't read art of the deal but that's what i would think as a average joke yeah it's, it's right there <laughs> i don't know how they missed that but <laughs> Oh, I'll I'll have to try a tushy out and send them a picture. Try, a of my try out the tushy. <laughs> try the tushy. tushy and try the tushy, Kevin. Of course, I'll try the tushy. Try the tushy. Kidding? Is Chuck Schumer still like this now? <laughs> Hi, I'm my Chuck ass. Schumer, and I'm here for tushy. <laughs> my favorite bidet. Look, Charles Schumer wouldn't sell you anything bad. Chuck oh. Schumer sells you the cleanest asshole possible. I am Chuck Schumer, and this is Nancy Pelosi, and we're here to talk to you about Tushy Bidets. <laughs> you know, yeah. if they if they did that, it would be they would be doing more something more uh, something better for the world than what they're currently doing now. So, yeah, what are they even doing? True. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Probably nothing. Not good. Nothing. Probably good. nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you hear that? We lambast both sides, everyone. Oh, yeah, nobody's That's right. That's nobody's right. Equal opportunist, opportunity offender, baby. That's yeah, right. yeah. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. You guys have anything else? It's again a slow sports week. I don't know. Yeah, not, not. Aaron Rodgers did a weird cleanse diet. Speaking of shit, uh, that was for some reason that was being shared. But he's still looking to land on a new team, uh, and that's what they're talking about in the NFL. But like, who cares? Aaron Rodgers sucks. Blah blah. Um, yeah, he's so annoying. Um, 
Kyler Murray's agent released a press release that basically says that Kyler's mad because he wants more money and like that's what that whole thing's about and he wants a long-term deal. I don't know. These are the stories that I'm seeing. March Madness is about to start like in a few weeks, which will be fun. I am looking forward to that. Um, I'll be getting into that. Kyler Murray, uh, he's been making pulling some weird moves, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Did he, he know about the lockout? Him. Is that why he went to the NFL? He knew the baseball was going to lock out at some point. Oh, he was like ahead of the game. The future. And he can see the future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what that one commercial, I think, of the Heisman house. That's right. Uh, he knows what said. He that, knows what's coming or something. Yeah. Cause he knows that Tim Tebow has trouble with the curve mm-hmm. or something, something like that. Something like that. Two great actors, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Titans of the screen. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. watch those guys talk in their monotone voices <laughs> and expression, expressionless faces all day. The new De Niro and Pacino, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She got a great ass. I meant to tell you, Diego, I recently had a friend send me that on a shirt oh yeah nice it's pretty cool um great you just look up she had a great ass shirt you know Mm -hmm. that's one of those it's a tough tough buy tough purchase because you know when are you gonna i couldn't wear that in public Mm -hmm. that's an at home that's an at home only type shirt yeah 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 unfortunately but that's still a fun one it's good to own Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's true. Um, oh, no, this is my favorite actor, guys. Uh, I'm not trying to be funny. My favorite actor said this. You should know. You know, it's his, fav- his most famous line. Uh, come on. Pacino. Please don't hit me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick yeah. Mahomes' brother is still causing a ruckus with another restaurant now. Uh, oh, he's just oh, nonstop. Geez. You know what I mean? Jeez. Um, but that's yeah, what we're saw, dealing with. I saw um, former Cleveland Browns coach Hugh Jackson huh. is now that head coach at Grambling. And he tried to hire former Baylor coach Art Bryles, who got fired for hiding many instances of sexual assault. Um, like he, some of the worst shit. Uh, if you really yeah. want to be disgusted, like. Google Art Bryles and read what he did at Baylor or yeah, allowed like to of, happen at Baylor, I should say. One of the worst like coaching yeah. scandals that's happened recently. Um, and so for some reason, Hugh Jackson wanted to hire him. And then within like 24 hours, the uh, Art Bryles had to resign from his job at Grambling. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar with uh, the scandals, but I, so I can't comment. But I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. It's yeah, it's real bad. Yeah, but yeah, you know we're in this. We're in the lull now, especially with no baseball. Um, the good news is, season. yeah. The good news is, look, you can keep your dongs warm now um yes yeah by getting some sweaters Mm -hmm. and uh who doesn't like a warm dong exactly 
Dongs need, are meant to be warm. Uh, I'm going to be wearing mine for the next couple weeks. I know Diego will be wearing his mm-hmm. up there in Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Um, still got – we're in the home stretch, but we still got some winter left to, to conquer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be keeping mine on at night because it's still getting chilly. Right. Here, you want to so. you want to stay warm, of course. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it just makes sense. Get your yeah, your wiener koozies uh, <laughs> and, you know, keep it warm down there. But um, yeah, maybe other than that. Yeah, I don't think uh, we got, I don't think that I think it does it for a, another classic episode of the sports lords. Um, I think we covered it all. Did it again. We did it again. We got the piano off our back. We pushed through and uh, recorded a classic. Yep. God damn. <laughs> magicians. So, yeah, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Tell some friends. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another classic up. And uh, stay alive between now and then. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Prayers for food. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't a fart. <laughs>